Good evening. How's it going, man? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Hi, not so bad. And just to get started, good evening and welcome to the Tadcast. Well, thank you're... you very much for having me on your show. I believe this is episode eight, and your guest today is professional boxer Will Harrison. Hello. So, do you still go by Willie H, or have you gone more formal now? No, well, people still call me Willie, so I'm okay <laughs> with that. Uh, I, people might know you from back in the day, Willie H. He yeah. used to be a face about. I did. I'm <laughs> seeing Yes, and next thing I know, he's a professional boxer signed by Frank Warren. So, how did that even come about, man? Hello? Hello? We seem to be having a bit of a... Can you hear me? Yeah, you hear me. Yeah, I can hear you now, I can hear you now. Now then. Yeah, I... Uh, yeah, I signed with MTK Global. Um, I saw, went in the boxing gym to get myself sort of out of the life I was living. And uh, I worked... Been working hard at it every day since. And it's got me to where I am now. So, how long you been doing it now, then? Oh, it's probably been about six years, I think. Fucking six years, fucking yeah, hell. Time flies when you're having fun. It certainly does, and within them six years, how much do you reckon you've come on, then? Oh, massively. I mean, uh, first couple of years, I just sort of was going in the gym a couple of times a week, just sort of you know just having a bit of fun with it and then the last last four years really i've stuck my head down and uh yeah I've massively come on as a fighter and uh really put put everything i've got into it so you say you put everything you've got into it what what have you got out of it so far then uh i've been yorkshire champion i've been and boxed over in jersey for the yorkshire squad uh, I've been up and down the country fighting, so it's been been working out. And in them six years, how many training sessions do you reckon you've done then? Oh, <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, I got a mass GCSE eventually, but I, <laughs> I don't think I'm that good. I mean, I I trained trained probably you know once to twice a day. You know, if I've got a fight coming up. I'll train in the morning and I'll train in the evening. So if you have to do the quick maths, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so how many rest days a week are you currently having then? Well, at, at the moment when I'm not in a not in a fight camp, I'm just waiting to sort of get a date. I'm I'm training five five six days a week. Depends on how I feel really. Um, when I go into a proper camp, I'll just be having one rest day a week. So, but, and what what's the differences between a normal camp and a fight camp then? So just normally you just sort of ticking away. You're not trying to wear yourself out too much. You just you're just trying to improve on different techniques, 
get a bit stronger, get a bit faster. But when uh, when you go into a fight camp, you've got to put everything into it, and you've got a uh, every session, you know, hard work and just just yeah, it's a lot more intense. So, who have your coaches been then? So, I went through my amateur career with Gary Kelly at Yorvik Boxing Club. Uh, also, Joe Scales as well. He was one of my coaches. I've, uh, now I've moved into professional. Uh, I train between a few coaches. I train uh, with Josh Warrington's dad, Sean O'Hagan. I train with another coach in Leeds called Wayne Woods. And I also, my pad man is one of my managers, which is Glenn Banks in York. Uh, okay, okay. And how, how come you've um, decided to switch tra- trainers then? Well, my coach in the amateurs, they're not professional coaches. All oh, right. So they, they just do the amateur side and through one way and another, I've ended up with Shauna Hagen and Wayne Woods and with just uh, and their professional coaches, obviously with with top top name boxers. So I've been invited into their camp and working with them recently. I, I, I saw your picture with Josh Warrington. What were that like training with him then? Oh yeah, brilliant. I mean, I've did uh, fifteen rounds with him the last camp. So fifteen rounds, but just going in the gym, watching how top you know top boxers work and how they you know how how he sort of goes around the ring and how he trains in and outside. So yeah, I've definitely learned a lot from going up there. I'm I'm guessing you've uh, watched met a fair few famous people training with all them. Then. Well, yeah, yeah, I've, uh, yeah, I've met a few few names in the boxing world, definitely. Uh, who, who would you say is the biggest name you've met then? I'd probably say Josh Warren, and definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah, especially oh. especially around this sort of Leeds York area. I mean, he's he's probably the biggest boxer around this area as well, isn't he? So, thinking where you are now, sparring with Warrington and that, going back to back to the old days, could you ever see yourself being this iron, iron boxing? Well, I'm a bit bit of a, you know, I've got sort of a dreamer's head. I always see, see the best, but in a way, I think, in a way, yes, I'm now. I mean, I, I always, I always think of the big, the big picture. Oh, I'll get to the top, um, but you know, and just through my hard work and just continually going, you know, step by step up the levels, I've got there. But yeah, maybe, maybe if you'd have told me this six years ago, I'd have been a little bit, a little bit shocked. <laughs> you mentioned you started boxing to change your life. In what in what ways did you did you want it to change? I just felt like at the time, you know, won't go into too much detail, but you know me, Tommy, and I was sort of in a bit of a rut with myself, not really knowing where I was going to end up, and yeah. 
I just, I want, I want, you know, I was having fun, but I wasn't particularly happy. So I just knew I had to change. And the, the first step was just going in the boxing gym and just being a bit more active and, you know, trying to make a difference. So before you ever set, stepped foot in the boxing gym, had you done any before at anyone's house or did you have your own punch bag or anything? I didn't actually. I mean, there was a, you know, there's been a couple of times when I've had to get in the, the odd scrap. Um, but there's, you know, not nothing much in that. I know when I was younger, my dad taught me a bit of, uh, bit of boxing self-defense wise but nothing nothing mainly no so what made you choose boxing then i think do you know you've got that sort of when you're a boxer you got got a bit of that fire in you you know i, I thought i want to learn how to handle myself and then when i when i get into the ring i'm i'm happy to just i like being under the lights i like being on, on the big stage and I like you know I'm I'm not opposed to fighting I like getting in there and having a good terror so so it appealed to me and when it came to that first session when you decided you were going to go down what were, what were going through your head well I mean you do get a bit nervous you know going into a gym with all all lads I mean I actually went to my first boxing session with Nate Baker and uh, Jordan Kendro. So, yeah, couple of names yeah, there. A couple of people around. I don't know them. So, so yeah, we, we all went together and we were all we all talked about it. We drove up in Kendy's car and yeah, all all started going a couple of times a week. And do they still go now? No, they don't. They, they should have stuck at it because they're both really good lads. Uh, but no, no, I just, uh, I just kept going. Yeah, I, I know a lot of, a couple of similar situations down at uh, where I train kickboxing. I, I've got a couple of my mates to come, but they've only come for a couple of times and they stopped coming and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it was definitely good to get me there. I think I think going with them to push push me to going because I mean, you're going into a completely different surrounding, and it's good to go with friends. And yeah, it really is. I remember my first session that I ever was gonna go to. I'd never done anything like it before, and I saw an advertisement on Facebook, so I thought, why not? If it wasn't for me, uh, next door neighbour Calvin saying, "I'll come with you, Tommy." Fuck it. I don't think I'd have actually gone for that first one, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I did. Where, where do you train up then, Tommy? Uh, four parts at martial arts oh, for right, you. Yeah. Kickboxing, like, uh, do a do a little bit of boxing under Kay Calvin. She does a couple of boxing classes there a week. Yeah. I don't know if you you know know her. I think she trains at TSM as well. Oh, what's what's her name? Sorry. Kay Calvert. No, I, I mean the name rings a bell. I know that when I see her face because I go up to uh, TSM now and again. Done a done a couple of PTs with Matt Doyle from TSM oh, I know as Matt well. Doyle very well. 
Yeah. Uh, I've uh, I've actually asked him if he'd like to come on the Tadcast, and I believe he may be coming on the Tadcast oh, soon. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a good lad, Matt. Though I should have mentioned him when I uh, when I first talked about my amateur coaches, because for the first year or so first year or two when I started Matt, Matt Doyle was down at our gym and he taught me a lot yeah he's a he's a good lad Matt I, I like that trick he showed me where you hide that cross behind that lead um... yeah 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 he's a yeah he's good good lad good boxer so out of all these uh, people you've trained with how would you describe your style well, it, it's evolved here and there, but I definitely say I focus on my boxing. But there has been a lot of times when I get torn into a fight, sometimes you have to. And uh, that bit of uh, Mexican comes out in me and I, you know, I enjoy it and I, I go back at it. And I, I tend to win the exchanges. So so I've got, I've got a bit of both, but if I can stick to my boxing, then I like to stick to my boxing. What what's your preferred technique? Preferred te- how how do you mean, Tommy? Right, let, let's say for example your favourite single move and then your favourite combination. Favourite, I like I like to hurt my opponents to the body. You know, I feel like that's a good one. Slipping nice little shots in, and uh, just I think sometimes you know styles make fights a lot of the times. So go into different fights and depends on your opponent you have to you have to switch it up but yeah if we can keep it if we can keep it nice and tidy and box for however many rounds the fight is then we'll do that but if I have to get in there and get involved I'll be making fireworks happen so when it came to your first match what were you like in that well, my fir- first fight I got a Boxed a tough kid. He, he was two and zero, and that was my first fight. And I got got the win, nice and easy. I mean, I've been training for a little while. Uh, been training for a little while, but I just stuck to stuck to what I knew. Listened to my corner, and yeah, we got the win convincingly. Oh, no, nice, nice. What we got? What we're going through? You had on that first fight, then? You no, know, it's it's quite weird because I I often think about that. What, what was going through my head my first fight but do you know there was nothing it was just I'd worked so hard throughout the throughout the you know up to that point that when I got when I got to the ring got to the uh, got to the venue was getting warmed up there was nothing but I was just focused on the task that was coming at hand there was no there was no thoughts of this or doubts or anything like that I was just mainly focused on going in there and getting the job done well no wonder you've got so far with an attitude like that well I feel feel like if you've done the work out you know in your camp in in training if you put put yourself through it then you have you have no thoughts other than just ready to go So, when it came to your first big fight, were there any differences with that? Um, you know, I find that I perform to the, the biggest stage that I have. You know, the, the fights that I've gone into and 
there's a small crowd. I've I've not done as well, you know. Even if it was maybe on paper an easier fight, I've not I've not performed as well as when I've gone in there and there's been, you know, a lot of people watching or a rowdy crowd or, you know, I've been stacked up against it being the underdog. So I definitely perform when when the pressure's put on. Ah, nice, nice. Well, they say fucking pressure forms yeah, diamonds. Actually, yeah. So, when you're first coming out for the first round of a, let's say, a random fight, no particular, no particular one in mind, just a random fight. When you're first coming out, what what are you looking for? What am I looking for? Well, I'm looking for. What am I looking for? What am I looking for? When I come out, I'm judging the opponent. I'm seeing how tall they are, how short they are. You know, are they looking to come and take it to me, or are they looking to sort of move off to the back foot? And looking for where the gaps are. You know, how's the guard? How's how's the stance? And all this just quickly goes through my brain and. And I adjust myself accordingly. And as you say, you've got into dog fights before. Yeah. What What makes you win them dog fights? You say you, the Mexican comes out, but what actually makes you get get grit down and win them exchanges? Like, like I said earlier, there's just sort of you know got that bit of a fire in me. I just want to keep going and also you know I can see the shots well you know you can see the openings and you know I do I do a lot of inside work and I always have done so I think I think uh, it just sort of comes out I can see the openings I can see the body I can see the head I can I can make the adjustments and I can yeah it just and I enjoy it you know you take a shot sometimes and you think, oh well, you know it was hard, but I can take that, and then you, then you're happy to go for it. Yeah, yeah. And how many fights have you had up to now? What's your record? So I've had uh, 23 fights in the amateurs. Um, trying to do the maths now. So I've uh, 23 fights, eight losses. That's and good, that's like good. They have uh, box top level, box, you know, one titles and such. So I've be, been up there at the level. It seems like a lot of fights to have under your belt at such a well, young age. I mean, have we lost him? Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Of, uh, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, uh, you know, if this, this hadn't have happened, would have had it a lot more definitely. But you know, every, everything happens. You know, you need to make the best of it, and we've gone gone professional. And are you look? What date are you looking at to get that well, first I'm fight professional in then? Management MTK Global. I've got. So I've got to go in and get my medicals done, you know, hopefully within the next month. And we'll look to get a date 
early summer, hopefully, and hopefully local. We're looking at the uh, the Leeds Arena, which I think would be a brilliant night of boxing. Ooh. Imagine that. So, someone, can you imagine that? But just boxing in the Leeds Arena, oh, full of yeah, everyone chanting I mean, your name. Gives me goosebumps. It's what what I've been dreaming of, what I've been working for. So, yeah, it'd be brilliant if we could get that. Okay. So, you say you're waiting on the management now. What 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 does? Signed to such a high standard standard of a, of a promotion require. How's it been, Tommy? So, what like what requirements do you have to meet to for him well, to sign you and everything? You know, I went. The, the reason I got signed by MTK, sorry, MTK Global. The reason I got signed by them was I went up to. Uh, We've lost him again. I think it's my internet. Have we got you back? Have we got you back? Hello? My, my internet keeps dropping out. Can you hear me, man? I can, yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, man? Yeah, my internet keeps dropping out. I've got a dead spot where I'm sitting. I'm, I am going to have to as well. Hopefully this will be better. So, so where were we? Management. Yeah, to, to be signed by them, the uh, Shauna Hagen made the decision. I went up to uh, Spa, a good, very good boxer. He was actually boxing for a British title soon called Maxi Hughes. And yeah, we did a few rounds sparring and Sean was impressed with me and he offered me the uh, contract on behalf of MTK Global, so. Yeah, nice. And now you've, now you've signed by him, what what do you have to do? Have they given, uh, given you anything no, so you've, you've got, got to do? The, um, well, once I get my medical and my boxing licence done, then they're going to wear... They're going to organise a date for me and we're going to, yeah, they're going to put me on an MTK Global show, hopefully. And yeah, it'd be good to be in front of a big audience as they've got ties with ESPN and top rank boxing as well. So it'll be nice televised. All of it, you name all of it, internet. I can see it already. I did type in uh, Will Harrison on YouTube earlier to see what came up, see if any fights came up. And this channel <laughs> about star signs came up. Yeah, that, that's for hundreds of videos. Tommy, that's my secret. <laughs> I'm only joking. I, <laughs> no, the, I don't think there is any fights of me on YouTube, actually. Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, if you were, there's some good articles if anybody wants to read it. If you go on the York Press. I've had three articles written about me quite recently on on the York Press. If you type my name in, so anyone listening at home, if you want to read some 
news in the paper, some headlines. Get get on the Hot Press's website yeah. and have a look and look for Will Harrison. So, now you're waiting for your fight. Compared to your amateur training, you said two days a week and oh, now you're no, up to six no, days no. a week. So the two, two days what, what? a week was just sort of when I first started, uh, just to sort of get me, when I was just still messing about a bit, but I was just getting to the gym. But then through, through the four years in the amateur career, I was training probably... You know, if I had a fight coming up, I was training 11 sessions a week. So... Oh, nice, nice. They all, they all call me and uh, me and Pice crazy for doing yeah. bloody, that, well, that amount not, of sessions a week. They're not all sessions. They're not, they're not all killing. You know, you need to work on stuff. You know, sometimes you go in and you'll just work on a few few shots on the pads and sometimes you'll be in absolutely killing yourself on circuits and bag work so every every session varies so what's your favorite probably, type of training then probably sparring is the best bit of it yeah yeah, yeah. Bo- boxers have got a, like an aura about them that they're fucking <laughs> Try and not fuck out of each other. Well, it can be sometimes. Is that true? Sometimes we we just you know we do more technical sparring, just working on shots and that sort of thing. But yeah, sometimes, sometimes I think sometimes when somebody hits you with a big shot, you can you think, oh, I'm not letting you get away with that, <laughs> and then you start going back at it. So. So when you've when you've had a good hard session, you've had, you've been clobbered in head hard a few times, and you've well, gone home with an headache. Okay, How do you recover? Times, I'm slipping and sliding them shots, but I mean, my, you know, I try and get. So I'll have an electrolyte drink, get the electrolytes back in me, and we'll uh, go back home and have my dinner. Have my dinner, maybe maybe it's a protein shake, depending on you know if I've done a bit. It's gone again. Bloody thing. There we go. It's I don't know how much. Uh, we're back again. We're back again. Yeah. So then I've got the protein shake. Plenty of water and get an early night and get some rest. And I know that seems to be a common problem with me. If I take a big shot. A few hours later, I'll get a bloody banging oh, well, headache, and I've just got to go to sleep. Well, yeah, I mean, do you wear head guards, Tommy? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty you much, yeah. Do, yeah, uh, you just got to try and not take them shots and <laughs> try and work on your slipping and sliding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got a big head, you see. It's t- it takes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> bloody uh, most recent thing I can think of what happened uh, lad I tri- one of the lads I trained with Spencer he kicked me in the fucking head I were alright until about 
five o'clock that evening, and all of a sudden, boom, boom, yeah, boom. Bloody migraine came on. You've got to really hydrate after it. Otherwise, I think that that helps a lot. I'd say, you know, electrolyte drinks are brilliant for it because they're. You, you don't realise how much your body sort of gets rid of all your nutrients and sweat when you're actually sparring. So I, I'd recommend that for you, Tommy. Get get some electrolytes in you. That should help. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Cold your advice on that. Well. Cheers, mate. Uh, I have yeah, a bit of a shock yeah. to the system. Get them white blood cells working. So outside the gym, what extracurricular training do you do? Do you mean work? You what, mate? Uh, no, no, like, do you go running outside gym? Do you do do other like yeah, CrossFit so, or something like that? So I do a lot of running, uh, strength and conditioning. I uh, I like to do sprints. Unfortunately, it, it's off limits because there's a bit of construction work going on at the moment. But Clifford's Tower in York is my favourite spot. Try, try get up there once a week and get some sprints up the steps. And also uh, swimming as well. You know, we can't swim at the moment because of gyms are obviously on lockdown. But when I can go back, I'll be looking forward to go swimming. Yeah, yeah. It's something I struggle with is swimming. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> I, I just don't think I'm no, built for swimming. Really, I'd I'd recommend practicing it, and because when you, when you get good and you can you can do the front crawl and you know you can fly up and down the pool, it's massive. Yeah, it's massive. Uh, improvement to sort of your your strength and your uh, your conditioning as well Go I've on. got a funny story about swimming actually so I used to go down to the oh, swimming yeah. pool with 7 foot stay in the pie and I used to uh, they used to do lengths and I used to do this bass route and water workout and one day, one of one of the lads were at shop, and they said, "Oh, that's really good of you taking him to go swimming like that." And he goes, "What do you mean?" And she goes, "Ah, oh, I thought he had Down syndrome or something like that." I was, I was stood in the corner at the pool, just like punching it water and stuff. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That was the last time I've oh, been to a swimming pool. Pad, yeah, it's good that just it's, it's not bad like. I, I don't I use one uh, which, which pool do you use? Sport village. So that's Alright, whereabouts that's is that? Off, it's at the top of Hull Rose in York. So right right at the other side of York. So if you go up the A64, you just pop off it, and yeah, there's a there's a good gym up there, so I use them. Oh, I do. You, you do some travelling about. Everywhere. So 
So, in a, in a average week, how many miles would you well, say you travel just for training? You've got to go and Leeds and back. You're looking at about 35, 40 miles. And then if if I'm in if I'm in York, it's easy, you know. If I'm if I'm with Glenn doing the pads, you know, once or twice. So if I'm doing strength and conditioning, you know, it's not not too bad. But yeah, when I've got to go up Leeds, I've got to travel quite far. But it's you've got to do it, you know. When when the work's there, it's good work, and it's going to improve you as a fighter. You've got to make the sacrifice and travel. Yeah. yeah, that's a good look on look on it actually. You know, you see a lot of people that dictate where they train yeah, about yeah. how the, how far but away it is, don't you? You know, if you've just got a bike or whatever, you just want to go up the road to train. But you know, if if the best gym for you is an hour away, then you know, maybe got to look at the future and think whether it's best for you to go up there. Yeah. So you say you've only j- yeah. you got these new coaches when you turn professional. Was was that instantly as soon as you turned professional that you got him, or would he? Did you start like? Get, no, did you get transition uh, into him slowly? Away. So one of my managers, Glenn Banks, he's sort of he's been brilliant. He's put me in contact with everybody and took me here sparring and so he, he does work with me in York takes me on the pads and organises sparring for me and then when I go up to uh, to Leeds to, to see all them lads up there that that was sort of part of the MTK MTK agreement you know they'll get get me up there and you know part part of the whole the whole thing with all the other MTK fighters Yeah, yeah. So, who's it? Who's oh, the hardest that's ever hit you? Very good question. I took a spad, a spad, a lad who used to be professional in in York called Gordo. He, uh, this was a few years back and I remember he, he he's, a, he's a few stone heavier than me and when he, he cra- got me a crack on the ribs and that that hurt pretty hard but yeah they are the it's a bad out there but I'd say it's, it's you know you, you, you get hit by you know lads at the start and it might hurt more than getting hit by a bit better lad lad who punched a bit harder later on just because you sort of your punch resilience grows yeah yeah you see a lot of fighters in UFC cut cut sparring completely out so I know one of my favourite boxers Leonard is his coach Angelo Dundee who also trained Muhammad Ali. He he didn't really believe in sparring too. Really believe in sparring too much because he said, you know, you need to save it for fight night. 
you know, save, save, all, save all of that for fight night. So they do sort of mm. this touch sparring and just working on different combinations, different, a lot, lots, you know, still sharp, but but not trying to kill each other. So I try to try to do a bit of both, really. You know, I don't don't want to be completely wearing myself out, but I want to make sure that I'm ready. You know, I'm prepared for the fight when it when it comes to it. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah, say Sugar Ray Leonard's one of yeah, one of people you look up to. In and outside the ring, and also, yeah, just yeah, very good fighter. Definitely one of my favourites. I'm taking to use some of his setups actually, and I everything like then. To study boxing. I like to study a bit of what Sugar Ray does, and you know, if I ever get the opportunity, I try and imitate it. Well, yeah, why not? Exactly. Why not? If it exactly. it's known to work. So, have you got any other people? Yeah, like Sugar I mean, Sugar like, Root, you look up I to. Like pretty boy Floyd Mayweather. You know, if uh, if any any boxing fans know that Pretty Boy Floyd was when he was younger and he was aggressive and different to the money Mayweather that we saw in recent years so I like to look at look what study him and uh, a boxer I really like at the moment and I study a lot of his uh, is a little Japanese lad called uh, Naiwa Inoue the monster yeah so ah yes yes powerful puncher favourites because he's very He's quite basic in what he does, but what he does, he just does so perfect. Uh, there's, there's a few yeah. people that stand out in every sport like that, isn't there? So, is there anyone that you can think of who stands out like in a way currently then? Like you say, he, he does everything perfect. Is there any other boxers that are, big, are popular now are, are close to doing it, anything perfect? Yeah, Not everything think, perfect, uh, should I say. Yeah, I think if you look at boxers like, I mean, who was on last night, Canelo Alvarez. You know, um, he's, he's obviously a brilliant boxer and I'm massively looking forward to seeing himself fighting Billy Joe Saunders. Who is an MTK fighter? <laughs> no. Ah, so will you be helping him get ready for it then? Quite a bit heavier than me, but if I ever get the opportunity to move around with him, I definitely was. Yeah, yeah, he's very. very that, that'd be an experience. Boxer, and I think, I think if he if he comes in, the Billy Joe that we know, that, that we know is. You know, possible, then yeah, it'll give Canelo heaps of problems. So, do you think uh, we'll see a Floyd Canelo too, or do you reckon you know, Floyd I, will not even entertain no, that rematch now? I think it'd be a bad move for himself, and I think he knows that. You know, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a, obviously he's a quality operator, but I think. Canelo's 
Canelo's a, a massive, you know, he's built massively now. Um, so I couldn't see, couldn't see himself getting down to the weight. And you know, if if he did, then Floyd's had quite a lot of years out of the ring. You know, Canelo's been a- active, um, so I think think it will. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I feel Floyd Mayweather is a brilliant fighter. He's done amazing. Fi- he's done legendary things in the sport. You know, something that people might not be able to come close to. But I feel like he should step back and pass the torch on now, definitely. So, you mentioned... (laughs) I've forgotten what you mentioned. Uh, It was a complete topic that I thought about. Um, You you know what? My mind's gone completely blank. You, you mentioned oh, Summit and I, what did you mention? You asking, Tommy, I haven't got the best short term memory, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Blind leading the blind. Same yeah. here, man. <laughs> um, Where? So we're on about Floyd and that, won't we? Yeah. And, Oh, yeah. That's it. So, so you mentioned weight classes. So I'll be, uh, I'll be fighting at super light. What weight do you fight at now? Ten stone. That, that's what I'll be going in at. That's what I'm sort of boxed at the amateurs at. So we're going to st- start out there. You know, I'm a, I'm a tall lad. So we'll, we'll see how we get on. Whether we'll, have, we'll think definitely in the years to come we'll have to go up. But at the moment, ten stones a good weight for me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm used to the simple weight classes of UFC. Well, UFC could you explain to me the weight classes of boxing? A lot. So sort of the weight classes like welterweight. I think I was working out that it is actually heavier than welterweight in boxing. So. Yeah, I'm trying to think where we start. We All right. Bantamweight, super bantamweight, featherweight, super featherweight, lightweight, super lightweight, uh, welterweight, light middleweight, middleweight, super middleweight, <laughs> um, light heavyweight, cruiserweight, and heavyweight. So if you caught all of them. There's a few, and I, I think there's even been talks of introducing uh, heavyweight into it. But <laughs> yeah, um, there the, the, the yeah. Godzilla versus King Kong fight. Is that the one? So it seems like um, like boxing yeah, is so fi- filled up with half weight class divisions. So, UFC on a whole is, is quite a lot smaller, isn't it? And sort of if you look at the whole of boxing. Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, how many years has boxing been around? Yeah. I think I think that's yeah, easily done. So. I think it could be so, two hundred yeah. years. Eighteen there's so many, you know, there's a, a lot of top operators. You know, it's evolved a lot. And 
it's it's just margins really. I couldn't tell you exactly why, but it works. It works how it does. So 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 for so you say you you are ten that's stone. Lightweight. And that, so that, that's what, and what did you say the class that was? So, I won't, I'm not walking around at that at the moment, I won't lie to you, Tommy, but but when when I when I come in to fight I'll be ten stone. <laughs> so lightweight and then welterweight after that what's the difference in weight categories then so how, how much so weight difference is there between the two you're looking at don't quote me on this but about maybe half a stone between weight classes so half a stone so, you know you got your your welt yeah, so you're just stepping up a bit each time until until you get to heavyweight, which is just 14 stone and above. Well, it's that. Heavyweight, heavyweight, it's only 14 stone. Heavyweights are coming in at about 18, so. <laughs> I think I think I might class as well, heavyweight. I fourteen and a half stone stepping in against eighteen and a half stone. I'm pretty sure. I'll tell you that. The <laughs> deep. Last a year ago, last February, I did an interclub, and I was seventy-eight then, and I've bloody put on. We walk arounds put on the deal up to thingamabob up to 87 now so if if cut you were weight. in this predicament One what would I you do to cut weight sort of your hit training mostly so just high intensity circuit training you know anything that's going to get your heart rate up and it's going to get you working really hard and then and then also with your diet just I wouldn't say I wouldn't yeah. say restrict yourself but I just try and eat as clean as possible I think I think that's the main thing for people is you know if they're trying to lose weight and so on the best thing to do is eat clean eat as clean as possible because then then you won't have these sort of mishaps where you go out binging or you won't miss food you, you know you, you just be happy and healthy and the weight the weight will come off doing the exercise so, so when it comes to fight day well fight week should I say well, what should you go to to get that, that, really that, that to, final uh, bit of water weight off then to this point. you know we'll look we'll look into that with uh, with my coaches when when I've got a fight date coming up and but I mean in, in the amateurs in the amateurs I just sort of I didn't didn't do any dehydration as such, you know. I'd, I'd I'd just sort of sip on water on the day and sip on water and you know eat eat. I know eating greens as well is good for you because that can that can keep you. Happy. I think we've lost you again. Hello. It says it's back on. Are you back on? 
Nope. Should I move it yet? Hello, hello. Try lifting fun in there. Hello. Hey there, man. Good evening. So, I, I, I know you probably won't remember what we're on about, but I can't remember what we're on about. I think we're on about waterway. And... Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so so I've just sort of, in the past, to get down to weight in the amateurs. We lost you again. Hello? Hello, can you hear me, Tommy? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. I don't know why it's going again. It said I've got full bars. Yeah, same here. It's just jumping a little bit. Yeah, fucking... So, we might actually get, get round to talking about this waterway, but it's like someone don't want us to talk about it. Yeah, well... Maybe we should take it as a sign. <laughs> so, I've got some segments here. I've done these segments in every podcast I've done. Okay. And it's a little book of Yorkshire humour. Okay. So, I just want your reaction to one of it. So, I need you to pick a number between 4 and 127. Oof. 23. 23. Stop saying it could have been worse. Stop saying it could have been worse. You might have to pick another number. That wish that, but that's. <laughs> All that. right, we'll do we'll do hundred and twenty-three. Oh, hundred and twenty-three. The vicar of Staincliffe had the had the degree of M.A. He kept a small herd of cows on a glebe land, employing a youth to do the milking and distribute the milk. This was done from a pony cart, which had the vicar's name painted on the side. When someone asked about the meaning of the letters M.A., the youth would reply, They mean milk orker. What's a milk orker? I don't know. <laughs> I think these are a bit wasted on me, Tommy. 
Should we pick another number? If, if you want another number, you can have another number, but everyone's had the same reaction as you. <laughs> Alright, we'll go for 33. 33. On the spur of the moment, Ned had gone away one Friday for a weekend sea fishing at Scarborough with his pals. But now it was Sunday evening and they were all sat in the pub ready to go home. Don't it, old book say that Jonah wore in whale belly for thee, days? asked Ned. What, what's that to do with thee? replied one of his pals. Nay, sighed Ned. I was just wondering if wife believed I'm gone home and told her where I'd been gone. <laughs> I didn't really get that, so mate. <laughs> Neither did I, mate. Neither did I. <laughs> Think you need a new book. It's funny you should say that. I've got one right here. Oh, Pick a number. Go, this is country sayings, and I need need the same again. Four and hundred and twenty-seven in between. All right, we'll go. We'll go. We'll go sixty-nine. Plant your taters when you when plant your taters. Plant your potatoes when you will. They won't come up before April. I think the funniest bit is hearing you read them out, Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) I had. Do you remember Jack Schofield? Hello. Do you remember Jack Schofield? Rings a bell. Rings a bell. I, I had him trying to um, read read a segment of it uh, when he came on the podcast, and that was pretty funny. <laughs> the, very funny, to be fair. I worried, like, I'd had a few edibles. I was fucking laughing, man. <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> Good lad. So, oh, there's, a, there's a point in... T- questioning in fact there were another point that you mentioned while you're on about cutting weight but i forgot what it was but and i I think i've just forgotten what this point in questioning (laughs) is um there you go so now you sound professional uh do you have to do you have to be for example cannabis free uh yeah, well, I, w- I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch anything like that anywhere. Uh, so, when it comes to all the drug testing, now you're professional. What's the difference between that and amateurs? Not in amateurs, um, but you know, you you don't, you know, when you when you're a boxer at this level, you, you don't you don't take, you know, you don't do drugs, um, you know, you don't get to where you want to be if you if you do that. I know with with, when you turn professional and you do get to the top level, there is drug testing for stuff like, you know, you know, performance enhancing drugs. So, yeah. but it's just, I mean, in a sport of boxing, my, my view on it is it, it's disgusting, really, because, you know, you're risking your life to get in the ring. So if somebody's taking a drug to mean, you know, that they're going to, you know, in, in, enhance the performance. It's 
you know, it's it's very dangerous. Very dangerous. Have you ever, have you ever thought of anyone who you thought might have taken any? No, I haven't, to be honest with you. I haven't. Um, no, 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 I haven't. I haven't really come, to be honest with you, I haven't, I haven't come across it. I suppose nowadays it's a lot different to how it used to be, isn't it? Yeah, I mean the 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 VCAD testing. You know, I've heard I've heard what it's like. You know, when when you get to the top and they just come randomly test you whenever they want. So so that sounds like they're definitely getting on top of it. I mean, you will get people who who are cheating, but you know, it sounds like it's definitely definitely being got on top of. Well, I thought it might have set a dangerous precedent, you know, <clears throat> when John Jones were allowed to compete with actual traces of, a, a, was it Terenabol in his system? Oh, is he, is he a UFC fighter? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was he? I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, but that's why they call him Pika Grand Jones right. now. Because he had peak, a new test uh, at USADA got. That's the testing agency for UFC. Uh, they got a test and it can detect picograms, which I didn't even know were a real world word up until that point. Yeah. But they they found he tested positive with the picograms and he was still allowed to compete. Really? Yeah. I mean, like I say, I mean. When, when you get in the ring to fight, you know, there's, you know, there's your life at risk, isn't there? You know, mm-hmm. so if somebody's taking drugs and, it, it, yeah, it's disgusting, really. It's, you know, it's, yeah, really bad. So, I mean, it's... a lot of people who get who get to, uh, popped for it say they're just taking it for recovery. Some, do they? Don't yeah, they? yeah. What, what? Most things like that's how, that's how they try and justify is taking steroids. Yeah. They're taking it for recovery. Yeah. yeah, so it's 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 really really bad, and you just hope that, hope that you don't see it. I mean, it's bad bad enough in all sport aspects, you know, in in the on the track and field, the Olympics and stuff like that. But when it comes to boxing or UFC or any you know martial arts or fighting, it's yeah, it's I'm massively against it. I, b- I believe there's a lawsuit going on from Mark Hunt be- from when he fought Brock Lesnar. Is there? I think so. I think there's something like that going on. So, what what you what you got planned for rest it for the next few weeks and? We lost you again. Yeah, we lost you that. again. So, so what? What's your plans for the next few weeks, training wise? What are you going to be well, up to? I'm going to be up to. I'm going to be uh, plenty of runs, um, plenty of sprint sessions. I've got uh, what else have I got coming up? Plenty of boxing, working on some technique and a bit of sparring. Try to get some sparring in once a week. Go a few different gyms and. We've lost you again. 
Tommy, hello. Hello, hello. Yeah, try, try do what I've, I've been working on in the gym, in the ring, in a bit more of a real setting. So. So, before we finish up here, is there anything you want to talk about? I feel like we've covered everything. You know, I'd just like to mention that if there's any any uh, business owners out there, big or small, that can help me with my journey through the professional uh, with sponsorship, it's a great opportunity. You know, it's tax deductible is sponsorship on your business and uh, it'd be a chance to get your, your company, your logo, seen out there on the big stage. You know, we've talked about the, the arenas and also, you know, my fights being on ESPN and top rank. So, yeah, it'd be, if anyone wants to, love to, to get in contact with me, I feel like it'd be a really good opportunity. There you go. If you want your brand and business seen by millions of eyes, contact yeah. Will Harrison. So... Is there any, have you got any current sponsors you want to plug? Yeah, so I've, uh, I've got a really good sponsor, which is Hands That Heal Clinic, which is out towards Pocklington Way. Uh, they've worked with the, the team over there, Lisa and the team, brilliant physiotherapists, and they've worked with uh, Team GB and also a great Yorkshire boxer, uh, Luke Campbell as well. So, yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in good hands over there. So, you say you go for, like, your physical therapy yeah. there and everything. So, how often do you go for one of them sports massages well, and things? And You know, just sort of, at the moment, we're just trying to go once a week and get any, uh, get any knots or anything worked out. But depending on where I am in camp or if I've got any injuries or anything like that, it'll be getting, it'll either be more or less or wherever we're at. You know, it can be quite hard to fit it all in with all the other sessions, but it's it's really important to get your massages in there. Uh, you, you understand once you start doing it, you just feel like a, you know, a new athlete, really. I've got to say, out of... All this time I've been training, I, I did bloody two sessions a day, five days a week, and then strength and conditioning on Saturday. I've never gone yeah, for a massage. Yeah. I'd really recommend that. Definitely. I've, I tried to, I've tried to do it, like, you, you know, just, like, watch videos on internet and try and do it with foam roller yourself. Yeah, foam rollers are brilliant. I but, use that but, every day sort of loosen myself up before training so what how do you use a foam roller yeah roll over any you know I quite tight calves or if I've got you know tight rhomboid muscles or anything like that anything, anything really sort of feels tight I'll just roll it over and try loosen it up ready for a tough session oh, nice nice so what are your socials if you want to get a few yeah, followers? So I'm on Instagram, which is uh, it's Willie, spelt with an IA, underscore Harrison. And that, that's my Instagram. So if anyone wants to give me a follow and follow my journey, 
And also, if there's any businesses out there, just feel free to DM me and we can work out how we can help each other. So, you say, for any sponsors, for any people listening that might be business owners who's never sponsored anyone before, what would you be looking for? Looking from for anything, really, that they can offer, you know, whether it's paying for my fight kits or training wear. There's also, you know, my men. We've lost you at medical. Did you? Yeah, medical. We lost you at medical. And, uh, my, my yearly boxing license fees. So stuff like that's the main, the main bits I'm looking for. But you know, if, I'm I'm open to anything really. You know, at this at this stage, just sort of helping other businesses grow as well as myself. So if they want to get in contact, feel free. Do you do any lung training? Any lung training? No. So I mean, I feel you know. Running obviously helps, and swimming swimming's brilliant for it. Um, but I know there's uh, there is there is some stuff that I can't remember what it's called. Actually, I know I know quite a lot of martial arts do it, don't they? Well, the reason I say is, it was a particular thing I bought that I, I had asthma at the time. It completely right. got rid of my asthma. And, and it made my breathing so much better. It, it was the best route in our 2 trainer. And it it was 70 quid. What's it called, sorry? I bought it. A bass right. route in our 2 trainer. It's just like a little little rebreather that you do 30 reps with on the morning. And, uh, and everything. This is not a paid <laughs> sponsorship, by the way. I'm just talking about experience yeah. for anyone listening. And it, it really helped me being able to breathe even when I was tired. Because, like, when you obviously you'll know when you get really tired, your wind, windpipe feels like it's re- yeah. gets really small, yeah. doesn't it? And and it, this allows you to keep drawing drawing right. the air in. Right. Oh, it's good that it's helped you. I mean, my, myself, I find the best thing is, is swimming, you know, when you're doing front crawl and you, you're taking a breath and you're underwater and, you know, for a few strokes you're taking a breath, you have to really focus on your breathing. Otherwise, you just completely gas out. So that, I'd say for anyone looking to help, that swimming's the best best thing. Well, that's interesting. I'm, I'm going to have to incorporate a few of these yeah. things that you've said so far. I like and swimming. Just to share, we we couldn't have done a podcast in the actual garage gym, and you'd have been able yeah, to show a few yeah, tricks well, hopefully then. Hopefully soon I'll be able to pop up and I'll uh, I'll show you a few tricks for that tournament you've got coming up. Well, it's I'm not in it officially. Everything's going to be released soon, but that's what I'm. That's what I've got. Got a bit of focus. Yeah. I know there's I know there's a lot of people who. Oh, we're looking, looking for that. And if I've got to do stuff to qualify up until that point, and I'll have to do, I'll have yeah, to get it, get yeah. qualified. But 
I'll see you in a few yeah, weeks. Well, yeah, oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Same same back to you. I do I do like I do like using my hands over, over my kicks really in yeah. kickboxing. So yeah, like, I know a lot of uh, you, I, you got to watch out for those sweeping legs, haven't you? In in kickboxing. Yeah, I've ended up yeah. on my ass quite a few times. Bloody. So so easy to just to get sweeps. Because coming from boxing, obviously you'll probably lead with your jab yeah, quite a lot of yeah, times, won't you? Definitely, everything comes off the jab. But and a good kickboxer will time that leg kick as that jab's coming out. So as you step in foot forward to get that jab out that leg kick will yeah. be coming to take it out yeah well what I'd say off that Tommy is you want to you want to faint faint the jab they think they think it's they think the jab's coming they'll kick out in the leg and then you can counter kick them back or whatever off it you know you, you know that that's coming that's some good advice you, it, for anyone listening on the podcast this is a boxer and he'll be able to kick your ass in kickboxing <laughs> as well. Don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'll be able to turn your hand at many sports, man. So what's your end goal? Are you planning to move to different sports in a few years or are you just going to stick with boxing? I'm focused on boxing. I'm just going to put everything I can into this sport and, you know, get as far as I can and I believe I can get to the top. So, yeah, I'm just I'm just fully focused on on this one thing. So, every boxer that gets to the top needs a catchphrase. catchphrase what is yours going to be? You know, what my my ring name? No, no, no not not your nickname. Like you've got Fury, who bloody goes. <laughs> your big doster. You've got. Wilder always goes bomb squad. Oh, what, what's yours gonna be? Now you're asking. Now you're asking. I haven't, I haven't thought of one, but I tell you what, Tommy, I'm sure I'll be back on in uh, in the future, and I, and you'll hear it off me. Well, go on. I've got, I've got one for you that you you could use. A bit of C4 like and boom. I like that. Tom Lawton oh. might not be happy because I stole that one off him. He's only a lad from Tad, but I'm sure you, he'll appreciate yeah. getting that stating all, all around the world. I, yeah, I, I like that. that. Same, good, that's clever. I always wind him up and say I made it up and he copied me and he proper winds it up. Well, you're giving me something to think about. I'll have to to think of one of them. I fucking... If if anyone, any listeners have got any suggestions, make make sure to send him a DM. So, so Will, we've gone to about an hour and ten minutes now or so yeah. with, with the two things I could probably <laughs> just jabber on about shit all day 
But I suppose we're best to close it up for today. Hi, same to you, man. Same to you. When you when you get any information about your fight, you're more than welcome to come back on to advertise it. Come on, and I'll let everybody know. Alright, so I really appreciate you coming on. And See you later, I will Tommy. catch you, you later, in a bit. Bye-bye. I'll see you in a bit, man.